We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. From the Battery Street Studios of KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Monday, November 22nd. It's early, the morning of this past Saturday, November 20th, just before about 8 a.m. I'm at Pier 33, waiting for the boat out to Alcatraz for a very special anniversary celebration featuring a history-making figure and participants who were on the island of Alcatraz 52 years ago on this day. They were the ones making the history we're here to celebrate over half a century later. So that's why you have this political movement here for 19 months to reclaim Alcatraz as indigenous land. That's one of the tour guides, the ones you hear first when you arrive on Alcatraz Island right after stepping off the boat. She's explaining the reason we're here today marking the 52nd anniversary of the Native American occupation of Alcatraz, which began November 20th, 1969, lasting 19 months until June, 1971. It started with a group of about 89 Native Americans. Many were Native American college students at the time. Eventually, the group occupying the island grew to more than 600 people. And it was a remarkable feat of organizing and activism at the time, even in the wake of the late 60s and the wave of social justice uprisings, activism, and new legislation that defined the era. As members of more than 50 Indian tribes from all across North America joined the occupation. And the wide range of support spoke volumes about the mission, why they were there, native peoples taking the island. When Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy closed Alcatraz permanently in 1963, the federal government tried to sell the island to developers seeking to turn a profit. But Native Americans said, not so fast. They claimed, rightfully so, that the U.S. government was in violation of an 1868 treaty that allowed Native peoples to appropriate surplus federal lands, land that, like Alcatraz, the federal government was no longer using and no longer planned to use that should go back to the indigenous people. I'm from uh, Round Valley, Mendocino County. That's Edwina Lincoln. She was only 13 years old at the time, but played her own role during the occupation, all the way up in Mendocino County. She was a babysitter, keeping watch of the little kids, of the occupiers, while their mom and dad were busy on the island. What is your tribe? My tribe is, we have seven different tribes there. My tribe's Yuki out of the seven. A lot of people were doing that to reclaim government lands because we felt like we had an opportunity to put it back into Indian land. 
Waiting for the first boat of the morning to Alcatraz Island, I sidled up to a group of four women waiting to hop on. They'd come a long way to be here. I'm Madonna Thunderhawk, and I'm from South Dakota. Naval and Eagle Hunter. I'm from South Dakota also. All of you guys. So you guys came from South Dakota? No, she came from Arizona. Okay, well, still. Well, welcome, you guys. That's amazing. I'm from the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, Ogallacy Tribe, Lakota, Wea. And from Arizona? Betty Thunderhawk. It's amazing. It's so great to see you guys here. So that's pretty cool that you guys came all the way here. Because we were residents. Yeah. You back, guys. Back at, yeah. Yeah, back in We're the old day. as dirt, hey? <laughs> you guys were residents on Alcatraz during what? During the takeover. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So from how long to how long? Well, I wasn't here the first year. She was one of the first. I was, I was here right after they took it over and I stayed for three months. I was here during Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So take me all the way back then. What what led to it? When did that movement start? How did it start? Well, per, it was with the the Indian Studies group in 1964. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. In 1964, one of our uncles, Hank Means, and a group of others, Chalky Codier, the Codier family, they came out. They were the original. They were the first ones to do that, mm-hmm. and they went over and you know state claim to that to the island then. And then later on, and when was that? Sixty nine or when was that? I think oh, it was four years. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's when I went over. Was was when Laneda and all them went over. Mm-hmm. That's when I after that I came over. And just like that, our conversation was cut short. They had to hop on the boat, but I would catch up with Madonna later on the island, and we'll pick up that conversation in a bit. As you can understand, Madonna and her group were some of the VIPs who got on that first boat out because they were headed out for a meeting and a prayer circle with another VIP on Alcatraz for the 52nd anniversary of the occupation. And that VIP was the Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland. Watsi Helpa, greetings everyone. I'm honored to speak today from Alcatraz Island. Deb Holland herself is an historic figure, one of the first two Native Americans elected to Congress back in 2018. And this year, she became the first Native American cabinet secretary in U.S. history when President Joe Biden tapped her as Secretary of the Interior. A quick note, as you know, if you've been to Alcatraz, it's super windy. You'll hear some of that while the secretary is speaking. Madam Secretary, in your historic position as the first Native American cabinet member to be here on the anniversary of such a significant event like the occupation here at Alcatraz representing the United States government, how significant is that to you personally? Well, I um, I mean, I, I had an opportunity to speak directly with these folks um, before I came to this, um, to this lectern and um, it's significant because, as I mentioned in my remarks, I stand on the shoulders of people who came before me, and I stand on their shoulders. And without the uh, work that they have done here to bring attention to the issues that were happening 52 years ago, uh, I may not be standing here right now. So I acknowledge that um, that everything that's happened in this country with respect to um, Native Americans, indigenous people making their voices heard, tribal self-determination, 
co-management opportunities, uh, cooperative management opportunities with tribes. Um, everything has mattered along the way and I'm very grateful for um, the role that they played in our history. And you mentioned that you were just a young girl at the time, back in 1916. What do you remember, the stories you remember hearing about what was happening at the time? Well, of course, when I was nine years old, um, I was traveling all around the country because my dad was in the Marine Corps and um, certainly um, uh, focused on other things, right? The things my mom told me to be focused on, uh, like schoolwork and so forth. So uh, it took me a little while before I recognized that this was a history uh, that I needed to uh, learn about. And, um, and so, so certainly it, it matters even now. And I did catch up with Madonna Thunderhawk. Remember her? She was part of the occupation between 1969 and 1971. She came all the way from South Dakota, where she lives, returning, as she does every time this year, to celebrate the anniversary. We picked up our conversation that was cut short earlier at the terminal. How long were you here back then? I was here for about nine months, but I didn't come right away. I came, uh, you know, the next year because mm-hmm. it was a two-year occupation. Yeah. Uh, but I was in, uh, asked to come to help uh, revise and you know rebuild the community because there was still many many people on the island and and so that yeah so that's why I came and I brought my daughter she's with me now but she was like four years old then she oh, turned oh wow she turned five while we were on the island she yeah. had her fifth birthday here on Alcatraz yeah. yeah that's pretty cool so how often do you get back here well when I, you know it's well we live in South Dakota but you know. Uh, they had a uh, anniversary a few years, a couple years back before COVID. You know, we were, came out for that. But there's times that we come for the sunrise ceremony on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Yes. You know, so usually we come out, but it's usually uh, because we have other commitments. You know, right. we're doing other things. But what was it that brought you out here back in 1970? What 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 brought what said let's I'm going to bring my four-year-old daughter. And I'm going to go all the way out to San Francisco, California on this this tiny island with this old decrepit prison. And I'm going to go make something happen. I'm going to go be part of something special happening. What was the compelling factor for you? Well, I was out here before, lived in San Francisco before okay. that, years before that. On the federal uh, government, had the you know, U.S. government had a program called a Relocation. So many Native Americans, they thought, would come to the big cities and leave the land. But we all went home after we found out what was going on in the rest of the country, you know. But so I, you know, I was familiar with the Bay Area. But I was asked to come here. I was invited to help rebuild the community. But I didn't have my, uh, yeah, so I brought my, my youngest uh, child with me, and that was her. So what do you remember about your time here and the, the work that you were doing? And, and just kind of take me back to that time and let me live vicariously through you. What was it like here on that island for the occupation in 1970. 1970, it was, well, for my people, the indigenous of this land, it was like an awakening mm-hmm. for our generation. Of course, we were young. You know, when you're young, you know, you, you uh, have a few boundaries, you just go for it, you know, and that's what we did. Uh, we had, a, we, you know, understood that, because the original occupation of this land was in 1964, with my uh, relatives came out, Russell Means and my uncle and, and a few others came and they symbolically staked claim to Alcatraz Island when they, the federal government 
<coughs> discontinued the prison. So according to our treaty rights that are ratified by Congress, which makes them the law of the land, it says in there any excess federal land that isn't being used will revert back to indigenous. And, and it didn't. And it didn't. So that's why the original occupation started then in 64. So in 69 is when the the uh, young people in, in uh, from Berkeley mm-hmm. and San Francisco they got together and they came and they, they for that reason the land should revert back to native people. And from the things that I've read, it, it was this very communal effort. Uh, everyone sort of had a job. Everyone had a, a role and a responsibility from, you know, doing the laundry to preparing food, taking out garbage, you know, medicine for the, the sick kids. But what do you remember about that? Well, that was obvious what had to be done because we got, in, even in this modern day, we are still tribal people. We are still, re- we recognize ourselves and we know we are still tribal people and have our ways. And what, in our first ways is to build community. So that it was just automatic you do that. That's why I came out. Because I was asked to come and help build community. You know, reestablish. What was your role? What was your job, I guess, when you, when you first when arrived? I first got here, I was exciting. I had all kinds of jobs. You know? <laughs> we had a, a depot on the pier where, it was a, where donations came in. So somebody had to go and you know be there once in a, you know during the day to open it up and all that. So I did that for a while, and then uh, after that I came and I put the school together because we had kids you know running around of all ages. And while she said it was an honor to be on Alcatraz with the first ever Native American cabinet secretary, Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland, Madonna herself has spent an entire lifetime as an activist for Native American justice. She's proud of the progress represented by Secretary Holland's place in the president's cabinet. But Madonna is more interested in results. The Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland, was here today. She's the first native person ever to serve a cabinet yeah, level. Of course. You know, of course, in <laughs> 2021. <laughs> and, but I mean, my goodness, when you. If I would have asked you 52 years ago, 51 years ago, back in 1979, hey, did you know that in 51 years you're going to be able to come back and the Secretary of the Interior is going to be a Native American woman. She was one of the first two elected to Congress Native Americans in 19, or I'm sorry, 2018. Would you have told me I was crazy? Yeah. I would have said, ah, come on, are you crazy? You know, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Listen to that. <laughs> but so let's fast forward here, and we are in, in reality, and I just we just heard uh, the secretary speak. She got very emotional at the end of her comments. I was very moved by them. Well, she was here. I mean, who knew? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. We didn't know the, well, the common people, the little people. We never know. We never see. Well, how about that for a pleasant surprise? But just that moment, for her to, to be here on, on an anniversary of, of a significant moment like this, a true representative of the people who were here 52 years ago. What's that mean to you? Well, okay, it's recognition. But at my age now, I'm in my 80s, you know, and I, the way I look at it, okay, so what's the result of it then? What's mm-hmm. it going to be? Because each decade I watch, because I'm still involved in the whole 
you know, the survival of our people in the modern day. And that's not just only physical survival, but everything else, you know, from education to healthcare, you name it. So that it's really good that she came because then now that gives more recognition to what went on here and stuff. But um, I'm always interested in results. Yeah. And I'm always interested in, okay, was this... Uh, uh, okay, what, so so what's the follow-up? Yeah. Uh, what's the follow-up, you know, I, secretary? <laughs> yeah, I understand that, and I think, and I think that's... But I'm hardcore. I don't speak... Not everybody yeah. thinks like I do. I understand yeah. that. No, I, I, I get exactly where you're coming from and what you're saying, so I guess maybe the, the better way for me to rephrase that question is, is that Native and Indigenous people now have a seat at the table, the cabinet room table in the White House. That's something that hasn't existed before. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, are there ducks in here? But to have, but, but again, like maybe rephrasing that question then about, about someone like the secretary. Having that representation, a seat at the table, a, a seat at the literal table of the, the table in the cabinet secretary's room in the White House. Mm-hmm. How important is that? What are your thoughts about that? It's very important, and I have every confidence in her. And that level, that level, but yes, we now have a voice. But I'm also uh, a realist. Okay, that's for four years. And then what? So we have to hit the ground running, the younger ones. <laughs> you know, we have to ma- make sure that we, our people nationwide, our tribes, tribal governments, support her, actively support her in what she's, what she's doing to to you know, help save Mother Earth, for one thing, but also for, for us and our voice, you know. Thank you so much to Madonna. It was a true honor to speak with someone who played such a pivotal role in such an interesting part of American history. Thank you to Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland, as well. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And you can catch every episode on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.